an oversaturation of characters from a popular franchise that completely misses the mark. It's Street Fighter, this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. Suck. Okay, first of all, pretend like I'm using it. I don't go to the bathroom unless I'm doing it full on. <laughs> That's and fair. Second of all, <laughs> who says I'm not pantsless? This, this is, is true. You you are this you are true. you are correct, sir. You hear yes. the occasional jangling. You're like, oh, that's just my belt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have tr- I have leg trimmers. <laughs> Meanwhile, hearing a flush in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got a flush <laughs> twice. Sounds like a flush in the background. Yeah, it was a stinky one. I got a flush twice. <sighs> Welcome back into Sucktastic Cinema, where if these movies try too hard, I know what they are. Endearment is the name of the game. I'm Steven. I'm Matt. And we are ready for another wall banger of an episode. Harvey's Wall Bangers from the 1982 Milwaukee Brewers. Look it up, kiddies. Yeah. Or don't. It doesn't matter. Who your cares? Li- your life Nobody even, cares. Who even cares about this show? Yeah. Good night, everybody. See ya. No, welcome back into Sucktastic Cinema, everybody. If you listened last week, you heard us rip uh, The Crow, Wicked Prayer to Shreds. Which, much deservedly so. Exactly. We have no regrets that we did that. But this week is special because we're talking about a movie that is good fun. It's bad, bad, but it's like bad fun. Well, depending on who you ask. Uh, depending on who you ask, namely our guests, right, probably yeah, so have some differing opinions on that. Exactly. Uh, we're talking the Street Fighter movie, mm-hmm. uh, which if you're tuning in now, you probably already saw it at the top in the title. Uh, but we have two guests with us. We'll get to them here in just a moment. But before we do that, Matt, why don't you let everyone know where they can find us on social media still? Uh, you can still find us on Instagram. We are at Sucktastic Pod. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Sucktastic Sin. That's C-I-N for cinema. And if you're new here, we call our listeners our sinners. Mm-hmm. And whether or not this is your first time or your returning uh, listener, welcome, sinner. Welcome, sinner. We love you. We love you more than anyone else in your life. Mm-hmm. And just know that as you're listening. It will always so be that way. You are our sinners. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're listening to this now, you probably already found us at your uh, chosen podcast app. But if, if you don't know where to find us, additionally, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Overcast, all major podcast apps. And wherever uh, you are so inclined, can you please give us uh, a review and five stars? Yes. It just helps us out. Yes. It pushes up to – pushes us up – whoa. It pushes us to the tops of the charts with the Joe Rogans and the, and the uh, Blow Jogans and, and uh, Roe Mogans, all of them, the Mo Howards, <laughs> the Three Stooges. Yes, uh, but uh, with all that being said, it's movie time. And now for our feature presentation, Street Fighter. Was released Street Fighter the movie, I guess I should say. Yes. Was released December twenty third, nineteen ninety four. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <sighs> Directed by Stephen E. De Souza, who wrote Die Hard and Predator, yeah, Commando, com- not Predator, Commando, Forty Eight Hours, Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. So high, at least writing acumen. Mm-hmm. Starring Jean Claude Van Damme as William Guile. Where if you listen to the Radcast, we had a Jean Claude January, yes. which we devoted to all Jean Claude Van Damme movies, which we more than likely will resurrect for the rat for uh sucktastic yeah. uh raul julia as m bison ming na wen as chun lee 
Damian Chapa as Ken, Kylie Minogue as Cami, Byron Mann as Ryu, Roshan Seth as Dalsum, Andrew Marinerski, Andrew Marinera, Andrew Marinerski, <laughs> Andrew Brianiarski as Zangiarski. Uh, too many characters. Yeah, and <laughs> there's still more here. Grand L. Bush as Balrog, Pierre Tue Sosopo as Ihanda, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as DJ, Jay Tavare as Vega, Wes Studi as Sagat, Greg Wainwater as T Hawk. <sighs> And Robert Mamone as Carlos Blanca. A box office of $99.4 million on a $35 million budget. So it made money. It made money, unfortunately. The, the very rare box office release yes. on this show. But if it, I don't think if this if this movie didn't make money, who knows if they would have... Actually, I think they're already in the, in the midst of making Mortal Kombat. Yes. So never mind. F yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like we said at the beginning... We have two very special, two, count them, two very special yes. guests with us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, very good friends of ours, they host the From the Point podcast, which specializes on St. Louis Blues hockey, and one of them was on the Radcast with us a couple times, mm-hmm. if you listen to those episodes on 1992 and Arcades, which mm-hmm. we did with a mutual friend of ours, Fred Ford. They're both with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Chris Haney and Joe Gilbert. Hello, hi, boys. Hi, guys. Hello, hey, everybody. Hey. hey. Welcome to the show. Excited to see you guys. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Mm-hmm. Excited to see you. Excited to be here. Uh, let's. I really need to tear into this. Yes, movie, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're a little scared. Not scared, but we get a little apprehensive of guests sometimes because sometimes we have guests that kind of lay back and wait to be prompted or don't know when to jump in. And sometimes we have guests that are like full on go with the flow. Hey, I have shit to say. Yeah. And I don't care what your format is. I'm going to say it. And I can tell this is going to be one of those episodes with you guys. <laughs> I'm going to try to stick to your format, but uh, I, I can't speak for Joe, um, but I will I will shoot this movie down. I please, promise that. Please right. do. Joe, what say you? I have, I, I have, I have a feeling that I'm probably going to be um, very much in the same boat here, especially for the fact that, well... I won't get too far. Yeah. Ahead of <laughs> All right. I have, I, I have some things to am, say, especially towards the end. I am so pumped that we have mm-hmm. guests that are not that we don't usually have guests that bring things to the table, but oh, we all, we these always guys do. Are we always do. and ready to go. Yes. Um, especially since we, Matt and I are not super familiar with the street fighter video games. We were mortal Kombat kids, yeah, especially yeah. not street fighter two, which this, the movie itself is loosely is loosely based, based on, on yeah. which we'll get into kind of Chris is cracking his neck. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's go time. <laughs> if you guys are here for Chris and Joe, welcome. Hopefully you get to stick yes. around. We also have a segment on the show called what was on the VHS. So welcome guys, center. Yes. Guys, would you like to know what was on the street fighter VHS? Oh, I'm Please. very, very curious. Okay, so on the Street Fighter movie VHS, Darkman 2, Return of Durant. I don't know who Durant is, so I'm going to assume he was in the first. It's not Kevin Durant. No, of course not, who just signed an extension with the Brooklyn Nets. Just a little breaking news, everyone. I know you're here for our sports breaking news, so yes. there it is. <laughs> you, have, you have filled our sports quota. Thank you. <laughs> Unless it's a sports yes. movie, we have a very specific quota. Um, an advertisement for Street Fighter, the movie, the game, which is a mouthful. Which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, for Street Fighter the movie, the game. Yeah. Uh, Spaceballs the flamethrower. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, for Sega Saturn and the Sony PlayStation, which was new at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and advertisements for Street Fighter the album, which has which has a lot of hip hop art. It's a lot of hip hop. Oh, yeah. well, In fact, Ice, I think Ice T does a song. Yeah. For this, In fact, for I think song. I think it's all rap, which is cool. Nice. Um, coming to theaters, Waterworld. So <laughs> one big. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a giant budget and yeah. something that didn't? I don't. It didn't make its money back, did it? That's pretty big. No, flop. It, was, it was a flop. Yeah. It was probably one of the biggest um, in the black movies that's ever been made, if mm-hmm. not the biggest. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's even if you uh, consider the fact that they marketed the shitload out of it, oh, yeah. too. Because oh, I, yeah. I remember there was like an arcade game. Uh, where was I? I was at, I remember it was like 1995. It was at the Lake of the Ozarks yes. with my family. And there was an arcade machine next to Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, yeah. Which had just come out. Yes. And nobody was playing that. And I didn't even want to touch it. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was kind of scared about how craptastic that was. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to touch Waterworld or MK3? Oh, I touched MK3. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I touched it with every part of my body. <laughs> 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 Oh man, they had to. That's just Joe who likes to fillet the joystick. Yeah, finish. <laughs> and, and it's like, and the guy's like, there's a custodian's like, well, finish him. <laughs> you, if I have to. Yeah, so, so you did mention him. that uh, that Waterworld flopped. Would you call it a belly flop? Ah, oh, oh, yes. Very nice. Yes, very, yes. very much a belly right, flop. I'll see myself out, guys. guys. All right, everybody. All right, see ya. <laughs> the Chris uh, is gone. Joe's with us. We're talking Judge Dredd now. So, yeah. <laughs> so just on a dime, just flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I before I I'm I'm so excited. I'm getting flustered because I'm so excited to hear how you guys are going to tear into this because we really only know the movie and how shitty the movie is, and we want to hear compare comparatively to the game. Yeah. But just sticking with the movie for right now, um, Chris, we'll start with you. When was the first time you ever saw the movie? Were made aware of the movie, and what were your kind of first impressions? as a fan of the series? So I first saw it, uh, or at least attempted to see it over at my buddy's house. He had the VHS copy of it. I did not remember the Waterworld trailer. Right. There, but yeah. um, I did see that it was circa 95-ish. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, as most kids back in the day, you know, huge huge fighting game person, love Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. love Street Fighter. Um I was like, wow, you know, I, I really want to watch this movie. It, it, you know, it seemed, it, it was Street Fighter, you know? Yeah. It, it had to be good, right? Yeah. Man, I, I can honestly say we got about 15 to 20 minutes into it, and I was like, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> Let's just play the this. game instead. Yeah. So so when you asked me, hey, would you, would you, you know, come on the podcast and discuss Street Fighter the movie, I was like, yeah, sure. Shit, I have to watch this thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, childhood trauma revisited. And, and as much yeah. as I, right, and as much as I love you guys, I hate you for making me watch this movie. Ah, but I'm glad I did. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm I glad. did. Yeah. That, that's one of the struggles with this is the two of us 
You think we, I wanted we, to watch Bratz? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Twice? Yeah, the, the that's, two that's of fair, us are yes. fine with torturing each other and torturing ourselves. I know we sure. we go on and it's it's a we know that it's a tough ask to to ask our guests to put themselves through some bullshit just for just for this podcast so understand that we sympathize mm-hmm. especially when it's movies that are not fun for the guests to watch <laughs> and thank you for your sacrifice i got, I got halfway through it and I, I i just kind of looked over at my wife and i was like i thought matt and steven were my friends <laughs> yeah, so why are they doing this here's to the me? thing the, the lord why? it's good radio the lord <laughs> does not give you challenges you can't handle so. yeah exactly <laughs> so we were just conduits for the lord on this one we knew yeah. you could do it yeah exactly and yeah. you did it so so you mentioned the game you know that it was based off of mm-hmm. uh, street fighter 2 mm-hmm. at the time it yes. was actually super street fighter 2 right. the new characters because it had you know cammy and t hawk and or what appeared to be Cammy and T Hawk right. uh, and a couple of the other characters, but yeah. um, that's actually the game that it was based on. Mm-hmm. And I got three quarters of the way from the movie, and I was like, "Is that is that DJ? Yeah, or, I don't I, I even forget his a... name." But yeah, it's DJ. and then he and then Bison called him that, and I was like, "Holy crap! What a what a shitty representation of a character!" Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had no idea. And we'll get into it. I have I have some notes about the. Um, ethnic and cultural differences of the mm-hmm. actors and the video game characters. So we'll get into that, yeah. uh, and we'll get more and, into the mm-hmm. game as well. And Joe has a very devilish look on his face, as if that's something he was going to talk <laughs> about too. <laughs> so this impish grin. Honestly, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of red flags that I'm tossing up here, and I'm sure that you'll discuss it. So I'm not going to ruin anything. Yeah. But, yeah. but you, you, you just be prepared. Just be prepared for some. Pr- Pretty uh, animated oh, expressions okay. on that guy. Oh, I love it. As you're narrating this. While, while we're with you, though, Joe, same same question that we asked Chris. What was the, f- the first time you saw it? And considering your history with the game, what was your reaction after the first time you saw it? Okay, so just full disclosure, I am not a gamer. Okay. okay. I really am not. If you're counting games like after 1996, I kind of explored music sure. uh, more than video mm-hmm. games at that point in time. And that's well, hey, welcome to the my... show. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> this is a video game podcast. So hello. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but um, like around the time that it came out, I actually enjoyed a good amount of uh, video game experience on my Sega Genesis mm-hmm. console. And we used to, um, my brother and I used to subscribe to a couple of gaming magazines. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's actually the first point in time, and I'm thinking, oh, which one was it? Uh, like, I think it was either Gaming Pro or... I'm guessing Game Pro. Game, that's yeah. my guess. Yeah, ga- ga- yeah, okay, Game Pro. See, there, there, there's my memory fading a little yeah, bit. That's all right. Um, but I remember the announcements that they were going actu- to actually going to have a Street Fighter movie <laughs> A released and it was going to star well Julia and I'm like oh wait a minute so Gomez Adams yeah. is <laughs> now going to just be, He's gonna be bison all of a sudden yeah we 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 go from actually a pretty solid movie to something that could be a complete grab bag of okay oh, yeah. it's either going to be okay or it's going to be probably the worst movie yeah. this side of 
uh, uh, some of the Pauly Shore movies uh, that I've yes. seen yep. uh, during my uh, childhood. Oh, yeah. Which, well, we, which you, you covered dare. one of them. <laughs> but up, well, and, yeah. up, and up to this point, video game movies was Super, was Super Mario Brothers and Double Dragon, so they didn't have the greatest track record. Those are actually good ideas to cover, too, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, um, but that was the first time that I heard of it. It was in, um, it was in Game Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, they were uh, discussing it, and then, like... Maybe about like three or four months later, they had an obituary for Raul Julia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he died. Yeah, yeah. really. I mean, it, it was just all of a sudden, and this, it, it this was before the internet, so that was like my only exposure to like celebrity news yeah. and celebrity deaths and everything like that. So, right. um, rest in peace, Raul Julia. Yeah, mm-hmm. for it, sure. One of one of the only shining moments of this movie is his performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion, I, I, I will, I in will, my opinion, you know what? I, There's not a lot in this movie, so let's just if, if we're gonna, we'll save it to the end for the positive stuff. But it was <laughs> he had the gravitas of a of a of a dictator. Okay, and that's what we'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sh- sh- yeah, he did. I'm, I I like the differing opinions. We don't. It's, <laughs> Oh, it's coming, buddy! Ah, oh, I love it. So, the, so the advertisement piqued your interest enough to to see the movie, Joe? Um, no, oh, actually, okay. that's kind of the funny thing about it is I never saw it in theaters. Oh. Um, I do remember, I do remember seeing bits and pieces when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like it would be shown uh, either on cable or on uh, Channel Eleven or Channel Thirty, mm-hmm. like yeah. late late at night, like competing with SNL or yeah. something like that. <laughs> But I, I never really took full interest into the movie until you actually gave me the um, arduous task of <laughs> oh. researching this movie yep. for this podcast. So <laughs> this was a bit th- this was a bit of a curveball. Friends ask friends to do hard things for them. So <laughs> this, and I mean, I am a power center. Sure, yes, yeah. that, that, that that's the way that, that that's the way that I look at it. I mean, I've listened except for the last episode. I've listened to all your podcasts, so I'm Thank like, thank you. Well, need to at least try to do this a little bit of justice. So, yes. so we appreciate the listening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I at least tried to watch it back in the day. I just couldn't. That's true. Yeah. So you're like, alternatively, just play the game because it's right here. <laughs> well, I just want to say you both are troopers. Troopers? You both <laughs> are troopers for your efforts, and we thank you for the sacrifices you're willing to make yes. for this little for the cause for, for this little <laughs> show. <laughs> Um, Anything for you two. Oh, Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, and, and we did your show, so you owe us. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, trust me, I did this show. You owe me again. It's true. <laughs> we just we we owe each other so we, much. We may have to. We may have after this show. We may have for what we put ask them to do. We may have to owe them financially yes. next time. <laughs> Financial compensation. <laughs> uh, for us personally, kind of the same thing as Joe. We were well aware of the movie. Of course, huge Mortal Kombat fans. Um, only really saw the Street Fighter games uh, in the arcades. Anytime we could, we were fortunate enough to find ourselves in like a tilt or yeah. in like a movie theater. Um, and of course, really wanted. I think like like Street Fighter Four had come out on PlayStation, and we really wanted that mm-hmm. just because we were big on fighting games. Yeah. Um, but Mortal Kombat, out of the video game properties, Mortal Kombat was the one we were most um, titillated by tantalized mm, by because yes. of how seduced uh, yeah, seduced <laughs> because of how like 
naughty it was. Just the imagery, and, yeah. And then plus the movie we watched countless times yeah. throughout our life. Um, so Street Fighter, the movie, was something we were well aware of because, uh, like you said, Joe, they showed it. They would show it on TV, and we kind of catch bits and pieces. I personally didn't watch the movie until maybe like 2013 or 14 mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, I remember at the time being like, you know, this isn't as bad. It's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not as bad as people say. <laughs> and then I went back and watched it for the show. And I'm uh, like, I was, yeah. I was wrong. You know, I, I just, was wrong. I was wrong. You know, I was, I was 22 at the time. I'm 30 now, you know, times change. Yeah. And I definitely, definitely grew out of that mindset of it's actually pretty good. It's, it's not, I, for me personally, it's not mind-numbingly terrible, yeah. but it still was very, it's, very bad. It's not crow wicked it. prayer. Yeah, but exactly. it's certainly not uh, whatever mo- Spice World, you know. Yeah, <laughs> my tastes have refined. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a, that's the thing with you guys. Even when you were doing radcast and stuff like that, no matter what you did, there was always a positive spin sure. on it. Sure. Yeah. So you could watch the most dog shit movie possible mm-hmm. and this case you probably did <laughs> and you were still able to find good things about it oh, yeah. it wasn't that bad yeah me personally the the super mario brothers movie i know it's a terrible yeah. movie that being said kind of like it sure yeah. it's like a guilty pleasure thing oh yeah um but but that's one of the things about you guys is you always find something positive to say about anything yeah you know well why not that, that's a piece of shit but yeah. the corn inside it was fantastic yeah. so yeah. Even, you know even if it's not the subject itself maybe the time surrounding the subject yeah you know, you it's know. like reminds yeah. us of the more innocent times like maybe yeah the movie street fighter sucked for you but it reminds you of hanging out with your friend and playing the video game so if anything there's yeah. there's there's always something why waste time and being negative about everything mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for Steven, you mentioned that you you mentioned that you watched this when back in 2013 and you know, you were 20 something and mm-hmm. just a young pup. Yeah. Uh, at that time I was rocking two kids. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Different opinions, different stages of life. My only two kids were my balls. <laughs> uh, nice. But uh, my three kids came from my balls. Yeah, that's fair. They got to start somewhere. Thanks for uh thanks for saying that though, Chris. And then yeah. thanks Joe for every week just being yeah. a, a tried and true center. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, Joe's uh, always texting me yeah. saying, you know, given given some positive feedback mm-hmm. on the episode so appreciate that yeah thanks thank you both you guys are both great at encouraging us mm-hmm. well it, it's also um the feeling's very mutual i mean <laughs> I, I i enjoy the entertainment that i have heard on your podcast uh, so many times whether i'm driving in the car or especially lately um going on this bit of an ex- exercise kit yeah. and uh listening to the podcast while I'm actually going on my walks and logging activity every day. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I could actually say I kind of contribute some of my weight loss to suck test. At hey, cinema. hey, so, you hear yeah. that right. with a, a sinner success story. Yes. <laughs> Down 25 pounds. Yeah, there you go. Very good. That that's awesome. That's <laughs> like, but both you guys like, thank you so much for, yeah, for saying sure. the stuff you did sometimes and if you then joe i know you probably heard on biodome when dan our buddy dan drake was kind of saying some some great things that we greatly appreciated but we kind of like we're slinking back a little bit because we were like we don't want it to make it seem like we have people on the show who we know will give us praise no. uh, we did not ask you guys to do this yes. listeners we didn't prep them and say say nice things about us yes this yeah. is they are both kind fellows yes 
So I should I return any the bag of money? Conversation. Yeah. Uh, no, don't return the bag of money. I've already spent it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, On uh, therapy for watching Street Fighter, let's get into it. Yeah, <laughs> so the movie, we for those of you that have been listening when we have guests, it's a little more loose than our kind of structured, you know, going through the synopsis. Uh, but the movie itself, I thought it was funny that it started up on the Universal logo, mm-hmm. and then it turns into like the Bison logo or like the Street Fighter logo. Yeah, and I was like, I could, I, I'm, I love Batman Forever too much to say it stole anything from Street Fighter. Yeah, but that's very reminiscent of the <laughs> Warner Brothers logo turning into the yeah. Bat for Batman Forever. This is true. But parallel thinking, I'll just say yes. parallel thinking. Um, but it's pretty much what it is is. M. Bison from the game is mm-hmm. this evil dictator who is the leader of this of this crime syndicate. Yeah. Uh, who he is ruling over this poor kind of third world country of uh, Shadaloo. 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 Which sounds like that an Adam Sandler noise. Shadaloo. Um, and he's taking hostage. Joey Jojo Jr. Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the dumbest name I've ever heard. Hey, Joey Jojo. But essentially. Nice pull. Yeah, good Simpsons pull. Simpsons reference. Uh, but um, Guile, who is Jean-Claude Van Damme, who isn't, from my reading, isn't the main character in the game. Since no. That's actually Ken and Ryu who kind of play That's a That's what I seat. always thought. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought, I thought they were like the poster guys of yeah. Street Fighter. Um, he, he is the leader of this kind of, um, this military group. That's like the, it's kind of like the United Nations, but yeah. it's not. Um, and he's supposed to, and he wants to take down Bison cause Bison's taking a bunch mm-hmm. of, uh, people who are helping out with the, the yeah. kind of relief, relief workers yeah, yeah. who are helping out with like this effort in Shabadoo. They've taken uh, Guile's men. Yeah. Some of them. They've taken some of them, but also they've taken Guile, or not Guile, but yeah, yeah. I'm See, I'm getting Bison and Guile. <laughs> yes. um, Bison has taken <laughs> some of Guile's men and some of the relief workers and yes. Shabadoo. Um, <laughs> Shadaloo. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, Shabadoo. <laughs> uh, uh, in this country of Shadaloo, these relief workers are trying to help the sick and trying to help people, mm-hmm. and Bison is taking them hostage. And essentially, it it's, starts as one big effort it's a rescue mission. Guile's conducting a rescue yeah. mission. And there, there's this animosity between Guile and Bison. And then we'll later see... Uh, I'm going to back up a little bit and <laughs> say that there is a abundance of characters. Some would say an overabundance mm-hmm. of characters in this movie. Not just in the movie, but in like the first 15 minutes, they established like 15 characters <laughs> we're supposed yeah. to follow. Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of want to let the dogs loose uh, on, on this Uh because we enter, we encounter Ken and Ryu, their arms dealers, and that's where we get Sagat With and Vega, Sagat, and yeah. and like you're introduced, E Honda and Balrog and Chun Li work together, and and uh, Cammy and T not T Rex T Hawk T Hawk they work with Guile <laughs> so those are all the characters Dalsim is uh, a, a scientist a scientist who is trying to create a super soldier enter he's, Blanca he's being forced he's yeah. being forced by Bison yeah. to create the super soldier who that's what Blanca becomes yeah and so there okay there are the characters listeners yeah. again it's in the first 20 minutes yeah exactly that we, that we have to follow this and don't worry they try to make them look as game accurate as they can. However, if you miss that 
some other character within the first 10 seconds that yeah. they're on screen is going to say, you seen this Belrog? I sure am, Honda. Yeah, what about exactly. you, Chun-Li? I'm ta- trying to talk to Guile. And like, it was the same problem in Mortal Kombat Annihilation is, is all that fan yep. service. Yeah. And so like, even even if they squeezed a character in just, but it's just by mentioning them, mm-hmm. Like, that's, oh, that's them. And it doesn't contribute mm-hmm. to the plot. So anyway, there are the characters. Yes. I'm turning it over to the guests, and we're going to let the dogs loose, uh, so to speak. So yeah. uh, whoever wants to start, you guys have a lot of shit to talk. Let's get Chris's opinion All on right, that Chris, one. All right, Chris, you're ready to bust. Okay, okay. You had mentioned that they kind of spewed all the characters out <laughs> in the first several yes. minutes of the movie. Please. Um, and you mentioned the, the fan service. The one that struck me the heart I don't even want to say that it struck me the hardest, but the the admission of or the addition of Dalsum mm-hmm. as a just a nerdy scientist yeah. who doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah. remotely what he does in the game. Uh-huh. You could have just named him like, you know, George. Yeah. You didn't have to give yeah. him that you know, in the game he's an Indian fighter who stretches and blows fire. Yeah. And he's fighting in an arena full of elephants. No, he's now creating a soldier in Blanca. And yeah. Just that was very painful to watch because yeah. he was one of my favorite characters yeah. playing in the game. So I'm like, oh my god, they they did you wrong. Yeah. Especially at the um, end. We'll see at the end. He he just he looks terrible without a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> completely messed it up. Yeah. Um, you know, the the character design in the movie of Vega, I think they actually did a, a good job right. with um the hairline on Balrog. Good God. <laughs> what are you doing? That, yeah. That's like LeBron James level hairline. <laughs> it, it's just so messed up. Yeah. Um they I will and, and I'll uh, I will. I will say. Um, I don't. Is this a drud, a Judge Dread situation to where, like, in the comics, he doesn't ever take his helmet off? Does Vega? Vega. Vega. No, no. What I'm saying oh, is, yeah. like in Judge Dread, like in the Sylvester Stallone movie, he spends most of the movie without his helmet. No, yeah. I, I'm. I'm saying, and you're in reference to Vega because yeah. I. I just wanted to make sure because well, yeah. uh, Chris just got done talking about Balrog. Anyway, in ref. Uh, it's yes, correct. Uh, forget. Forget <laughs> I said anything about Judge Dread. In the game, does Vega ever take his mask off? Uh, I think in like a celeb, like after he wins, yeah. he takes his mask off. I do know that if you beat the crap out of him enough, he does lose his claw. Mm. Okay, yeah. But as far as just like taking his mask off, I, I think he does. That's a minor point. Sure. I think out of all the characters that they could have done, honestly, I think Vega did the best and yeah. he was a side throwaway character yeah. in the movie. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, the, the character who played Bison, um, the or M, M Bison, yeah. if you will. Uh, I thought I recognized him and I didn't put two and two together of who he actually was, yeah. but in my notes, I literally put him down as a D-list movie star, Antonio Banderas. Oh no, Rod Julia is a legend. Yeah. At least, well, he's, no, I know, yeah. I know, oh. I know. I get that. Oh, but okay. I did not put those two together. Gotcha. I did not put Rod Julia in in that role. Okay, yeah, yeah. So in my eyes, I was just like, "Holy crap!" They got this really bad right. Antonio Banderas <laughs> with the wife. Right. Yeah. And then to come to find out it was Gomez Adams, and I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. Oh, and then I look yeah. at his IMDb, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him. 
you know, I wonder sure, if sure. two of the last three things on his IMDb were Street Fighter the movie and Street Fighter the movie the video game. <laughs> I wonder if that's what gave him a stroke and he died. Right. Yeah, uh, well, there's, you know. there's there's a story behind why he did this movie and it's actually pretty wholesome, but we'll we'll get to that once the once you guys are done dishing out your vitriol. Yes. Do you have do you what what else you got, Chris? I got the fact that Jean-Claude Van Damme or I'm sorry, Guile, mm-hmm. the character played by Sean, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. is full-hearted American in the Army, uh-huh. which they did that right. Yeah, He should not have had Jean-Claude Van Damme's, what is it, a French accent? Yeah, he's Belgian, Belgian so yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's got a okay. French accent. His very strong accent does not fit the yeah. character whatsoever. But what about during uh, rousing uh, speeches? <laughs> Do- doesn't he get his point across with that with that accent? Sure. No, we'll go with no, that. Why not? No, don't yeah. entertain him. The answer is no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I was not aroused. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's very good. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I have some notes about like special effects and stuff like that. But honestly, the the character development, yeah. the character plot lines, they stray so much from the... Not that the fighting game has a lot of story to begin sure. with. Mm-hmm. But there was also no fighting but, in this movie, so... <laughs> no, there, there really was a fighting game. There was no fighting, right. yeah. Right. Um, the, the character... Uh, I guess what I'm looking for is that they really turned into the whole... Um, like, stereotypical... Uh, I don't. I don't even know the words that I'm looking for. I know I said it earlier. Yeah. Um. But it's there's racial like stereotypes. Stereotypical yeah. ethnic. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's it right yeah. there. They really turned into that. Oh mm, yeah. Pretty hard. I think that's what Joe's going to talk about. So I'll let oh, him yes. yeah. pass it over to Joe. Okay. So before I get into the vitriol of everything, yes, I will say one thing positive. Okay. And that one big thing is, well, I have to preface this by the fact that I kind of always had a crush on Kylie Minogue. Mm, that, oh, of I'll course. I'll just say that right now. Of course. She's yeah. incredibly nice to Cheers look at. To that. She's, she is an ageless wonder. Mm-hmm. She looks in this movie like she does today. Oh, and yeah. I don't know what she has conjured up. Koala meat. Um, from 1994 <laughs> to present day. Yeah, yeah, something. Something, <laughs> but I'm like... If I was just looking at this movie alone based on Kylie Minogue herself, I would have thought that it was filmed (laughs) like about two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't going to see the video, but Chris is being a little saucy. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Joe's watching the movie. I saw the gesture. (laughs) Yes. I know you did. Something about joysticks, like we were talking about earlier. Right. (laughs) You want to know her secret, Joe? It's a lot of money and really good doctors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably it too. Yeah. So <laughs> I digress. So I'm gonna need, I'm gonna rip into this. All right. Yes. Okay. So first of all, Blanca. Yes. Is like the biggest, baddest, meanest character in Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was always the toughest one for me to beat. Yeah. I got so frustrated by him, but the portrayal of Ugh. Blanca. Uh, makes it look like he's a poor man's Lou Ferrigno Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I had a yep. note that said he looks like Lou Ferrigno's Hulk with, like, an orange wig. Or, like, a Goosebumps yeah, character. It, yeah, it, it is so poorly yeah, executed. It's terrible. I'm like, what, what the... F- 
What the fuck did, were they actually thinking when they, act, you know, made <laughs> this character? Was, well, the money went, all the money went to Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, that no true. kidding. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, it bothers me. Blanca is an intimidating character. Yeah. And it was like it, Lou Ferrigno's bad stunt double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And doll. And um, so that's, that's, I was going to say, and Dalsum and Blanca are, are like the same height in this movie. And Dalsum's just this yeah, dumpy, that, this dumpy scientist. Again, Blanca is like the biggest, baddest yeah. character mm-hmm. in the game. Yep. And it, it just, it's laughable. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, he looks terrible. I, 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 I face-palmed, especially towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. of how he's actually coming out of the, the, the grope chamber and everything yeah. like that after all the, all, all the memories are conditioned in yeah. him. And I'm like... It's funny. No, <laughs> no, no. It's funny that you say, because I'm sure you're not alone in that, that he he he's this feral character from my understanding of him that he is this big bad tough opponent and he's the one they're using to try and show this mon- this monster that's trying to be indoctrinated by this evil this evil dictator they're using him as the totem to show you know, no matter how much evil you put in someone, yeah. there's always you always need that one person to put good into them. And it's yeah. funny that they they took such a ferocious character in the game and they chose him as the character to try to infuse morality. Basically, into. Chunk from the Goonies. Yeah, sort of like a teaching him <laughs> to be good sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Dalsum yeah. is Chunk, not to, Chunk. Uh, to, so Sloth. Sloth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's Sloth from the Dalsum is Chunk, and uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and Blanca and is Sloth. Sloth from the Goonies. And I, I, I kind of speaking of Dalsum, I kind of have a little bit of umbrage with how he's portrayed a little bit because I, I hate to say this, it almost sound, it almost seems like they kind of put him in blackface a little bit, which yeah. really got to me. And it, it just, it, it, the, the last 25 minutes of the movie really got to me where I really want to riff on it, but I digress. Um, and then the, this is probably the biggest disappointment of it all because mm-hmm. I know the game from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. the two main characters of street fighter. Yep. Are Ken and, and Ryu. Exactly. And for Ryu, it's a massive disappointment because you don't get exposure to the signature thing yes. about Street Fighter. Hadoken. Exactly. Yeah. You get ver- a very brief blink and you miss it sort of thing. It's a very, yep. yeah, yeah, right, right. You are missing out on one of the signature phrases of late 80s, early 90s video. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in E-Honda... You had your chance, and you blew it. Yep. Exactly. And E-Honda technically did the 100-hand slap, but it was so, like, zoomed in and close up, you couldn't tell that that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. They they blew their chances multiple times with these characters in what they are actually infamous yeah. Mm-hmm. for. Yeah, right? exactly. Guile is, a, Guile is a good one. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme did not wear that signature blonde hair yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're it's we're texting back and forth. He looks like John. No, go ahead. He go looks ahead. like John Cena. Actually, well, at bit, least John yeah. Cena would commit to the role and wear like a, a tall yellow wig. 
maybe they can do that in a reboot or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Just load it up with a bunch of WWF characters. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, excuse me, WWE. I don't want to get sued there. Yes, uh, please. It's, it's and, been 20 yeah. years since they changed and, uh, their name. <laughs> get on the program, bro. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> put, a, pull a, put, a, put a blonde wig on John yeah. Cena. I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme looks like it's John Cena mm-hmm. in Army Fatigues. Yeah. And it's being portrayed as God. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like it just doesn't. Which you yeah. already can't see him. So with the army fatigues, it's like, it's just it's just doubling down on it. Exactly. Um, I feel like Guile. They they really wanted to put all their eggs in the Jean Claude Van Damme mm-hmm. basket, and that's not a euphemism for anything. No. <laughs> um, they they wanted to put everything into getting Jean Claude Van Damme, and uh, Stephen. E, or Steven D'Souza, yeah. the, the director, was actually was actually very familiar with Street Fighter, and he wrote a treatment that would actually got an R rating, uh, but the MPAA sent it back to him and told him to edit out a lot of the violence because it was much more violent, apparently. Yeah. And then it came back, and stuff he edited, it came back from the MPAA as a G rating. <laughs> so, ah. he, so back to the drawing board. <laughs> I don't know how far he went out to get a G rating from R, but it was very far out yeah. so with all that being said it was a very different movie it was very scaled down with characters um, and I'm curious if since he was familiar if it was more centered around Ken and Ryu and then they get Jean-Claude Van Damme and now it's like okay well I we're not going to make him Ken Who Guile let's throw Guile yeah. at him and then center the story around Guile and Guile soldiers yeah. are the ones who are have this big rescue mission, and then every every other person, everybody else you know, the Chun Li's, the Balrogs, yeah. Honda. Let's just all uh, put them in their right. own separate cliques. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they all kind of come together. But the issue is, you get a, a bunch of muddled, unresolved stories, or you get a bunch of like plot lines that go in different directions, and then somehow they all converge, and it's just, yeah. it's all it's all a mess because Capcom wanted so many characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Capcom and their characters, did you notice during the magic scene mm-hmm. with Chung Li uh, do- doing her thing, yeah. they picked up a barrel, yes. and on top of the barrel, there was a Capcom, Capcom. logo yeah. on it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a cool little Good I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's a nice little plug. And then plug, when, yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked it. And then um, when Bison was doing whatever he was with the controls, yeah. it they're, looked like. They're Street Fighter. It looked like a Street Fighter arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- those are nice little touches. Like, eh, eh, see, we know what this is sort of thing. Very, like, self-awareness sort of thing. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel? The, oh, the, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the Easter eggs are actually probably some of the endearing things about yeah. this movie. Yeah. yeah. And there's like brief comedic interactions like yeah. DJ so, and Bison have a couple funny interactions. So I was going to ask you Ryu. guys, um, compare – so Mortal Kombat came out after Street Fighter 2. It's actually – Street Fighter 2 caused a renaissance in arcade gaming, and it actually helped um, kind of create the interest f- from uh, – who did Mortal Kombat? Was that Midway? Yeah, Midway. So it it mm-hmm. it created interest for Midway to make a a game close to Street Fighter, and obviously Mortal Kombat is much darker in tone. Yeah, and I always thought Street Fighter was a little more colorful, was a little yeah. it's lighter more in arcadey. Tone. Yeah. So 
that being said, did you guys like how comedic they tried to make it, or was that something you think they shouldn't have been as tongue in cheek about? Um, because of the entire, if I put the entire movie together, mm-hmm. and then they start sprinkling in the jokes when they did, I thought they were, I thought they were funny, but it didn't fit the overall mood of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm kind of glad that they put him in, yes, but it just doesn't fit the vibe. Right. And and I get what you're saying about the the lighter, more colorful mm-hmm. version of the of the game versus the movie or of Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. but I just didn't feel that it fit in this movie. Gotcha. Okay. But I'm a huge fan of dad jokes, so the jokes yeah. that were in it mm-hmm. were yeah. kind of funny. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, sure. I'll be honest. Of course. For sure. Uh, yeah, and uh I know I know Steven D'Souza, when he wrote it, he wanted to infuse that humor in there. And up to this point, the the video games that they made movies, so Super Mario Brothers and Double Dragons, um, aesthetically were definitely lighter. So I think every video game mm-hmm. effort until Mortal Kombat the next year was kind of this, you know, there's a lot more levity. There's a lot more silliness. Yeah. Um, the 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 threat the big threat the big boss the big villain was kind of cartoonishly like he's kind of like a goof like almost seen as like an imbecile and i think again not being super familiar with the games themselves but if a character like m bison who's supposed to be this tyrant who has all these villages under his thumb who's this big crime lord that people cower in front of I don't really like how like someone like DJ is behind him, kind of like rolling his eyes, thinking like he's an idiot. Like, he doesn't even take him seriously. There's, yeah, there's like yeah. no reverence, and the only reason like Zangief, right? Like the only reason Zangief is so loyal to him is Zangief is played off as an idiot in this yeah. movie. So it just seems like you only follow M Bison and take him seriously. If the, oh, it seems like M Bison's the only one who takes himself seriously, unless you're a dummy like Zangief, and I'm like that. I don't. I think. Again, until Mortal Kombat, which when they did Shang Tsung, there really wasn't a lot of menace to these villains, and no. I was like, you know, you you could have you could have done that. Which, hence, I think why Raul Julia, I think, yeah. probably played it more over the top, very, and more very theatrical. I, I yeah. mentioned gravitas earlier, mm-hmm. definitely more to his strengths as a as a theater actor. Mm-hmm. Well, you. Um as soon as someone is trying to create a empire known as Bisonopolis, mm-hmm. yeah. like all right. After that, <laughs> yeah. you kind of lose your credibility he, on that. He, once he now, he, if I was gonna say once he made a food court joke, uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared of this guy. This guy does not intimidate me. I could probably beat up this M Bison. Right now, if they would have done the jokes more throughout the movie yeah mm-hmm. i think it would have been better sure like i don't think there was enough of the lighthearted moments because even imdb has it as like action something else and comedy yeah. and i'm like it, it's not a it's not a flipping comedy yeah you know yeah. if they would have done that more i can get on board with it hell i might have even liked it more than than i did mm-hmm. sure um or didn't i should say right uh but yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that just no, came to my mind. No, no, you're fine. Like, because it's, it is something to where I feel like they they had a lane. You know, anybody because a lot of people who are making these movies 
weren't familiar with the games. They just knew video games. So I feel, I feel like they tried to stay in a lane instead of like trying to bring any sort of like maliciousness, mm-hmm. like, like real, like gravity, like yeah. real maliciousness to, to the situations in the movie. Um, I, you mentioned along with the humor and this kind of goes hand in hand. Um, this goes without saying the acting is horrible yeah. in this movie. Like I, I made a, I, I, I made sure to make a note that like John Claude Van Damme is bad in this movie, but it's not like normal Jean Claude Van Damme bad acting that you kind of expect from him to where you're like, Oh, but I'm along for this ride. He just seems like really distracted and he phones he, it he in is. in a lot oh, of parts. Yeah. And it's probably because yeah. he had a cocaine addiction at mm-hmm. the, at, at this time. And he was like a major onset headache. So you can tell in certain parts where like he's probably on coke, which mm-hmm. is kind of kind of sucks because now he looks back and regrets it. But this isn't like typical Jean Claude bad acting. Like this is totally phoned in and distracted mm-hmm. sort of acting. Yeah, that movie made me want to do cocaine. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 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 that's that's not on my head. So uh, I didn't right. tell you to do that. Yeah. But also there's like yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if I ever have a or get a cocaine addiction, I'm blaming you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, so get in you're, line. You're talking to your therapist, and you're like, these idiots made me watch the movie Street Fighter, and now I'm addicted to cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but also, along with bad act, just wooden, very stilted line delivery from someone like Ming-Na Wen, who, who's, like, a good who's a good actress. Yeah. So I was very surprised by that. But then it's like the ADR which, as you guys have heard, some of the issues we run into with these movies, um, the ADR, so the post-production kind of um, dubbing. Dialogue recording, yeah. yeah. Is, is, this is, it's very, very bad. Like, worse than a lot. Because there's, there's two, like, super, like, apparent in-your-face moments where the ADR is super bad. There's one with Sagat when he first corners Ken and Ryu and he thinks he has them tricked and he has this firing squad in front of him mm-hmm. who end up firing guns that fire tennis balls. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's another... Th- uh, yeah, that's another... Failed arms to- deal, whatever. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to go into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, right. but Sagat, he says something to where the... the West Studi, who plays Sagat, is saying something that's totally different than what the line is, <laughs> so his mouth doesn't match up. And then it's the same thing um, you guys mentioned uh, in... So, Chris, you mentioned and there's this point where all this stuff happens. Ken and Ryu have to pretend to be on Sagat and Bison's side in order to help Guile get to Bison and all this stuff. Um, so they're in this, like, circus tent, this, like, sin den with a bunch yeah. of, like, crime lords, and that's where Chun-Li... And E Honda, e. Honda Balrog. and Belrog are pretending to be this magic troop and doing this magic trip for them in disguise. And um, there's this part where the the good guys, Ken and Ryu, end up in another tent. Again, this is all over the place and my head is spinning. Yeah. But essentially, there's this part where Ken and Ryu have to quote unquote sell out or they sell out like Chun Li and and her and her cohorts, and they there's this like there's this um, this big crate on the side of the tent. Essentially, they open up the crate and Chun Li's giving this big soliloquy, and her voice does, and her the mouth move, Ming Na Wen's yeah. mouth movements don't match. And it's up. it's a recording of her threatening M Bison, 
but instead of just showing a video, why didn't you just, while they were all in there, just without announcing yourself, just kill everyone in there? Like just, just run, just run your truck through the tent and that way you kill everyone. Now you gave them enough time with this video to, to evacuate. So it's just that kind of stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Poor Zangief wanted to change the channel. Exactly. Change the channel. Yeah. That was the only part that was like kind of, kind of funny. So you mentioned Vega was one of the bright spots as far as casting and the way that the character looked against the game. I think Zangief is also Mm -hmm. another one. I think Zangief was pretty close to how he was in the Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. They did a good job with him as well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the acting not being up to par and then you started talking about the audio and stuff as someone who has done video editing in the Mm -hmm, past mm -hmm. and things like that. I can tell the, the camera work needed a whole lot of work. Yeah. The audio was absolutely atrocious. The music selection for it wasn't very good. Just the take away the story, take away the, the acting and everything else like that. If you, and you know, my podcasts can, or our podcast, I should say, can attest to this you can have shit content mm-hmm. but if it sounds good and it looks good yeah it's not so bad so, you get, you know? so, you, so you're but putting you're, down your own podcast you guys have shit content oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, I, I'm, totally. not a, I'm not a fan i'm not i don't even follow myself on social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no i you know if you if you take a bad product and wrap it up in mm-hmm. something better then it doesn't the inside product doesn't seem quite so bad yeah mm-hmm. But just everything was yeah, ugh. yeah, yeah. At least no. It even if you don't like Zack Snyder's writing, at least his movies look good, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Right. You know, whereas this just doesn't. It doesn't. The presentation's bad. I think the biggest thing for me, um, has to go back to something that you say, and it's kind of a disappointment because I'm not trying to rip on the guy that died a se- like mm-hmm. seven months after this right. movie was made. It's Raul Julia, and it kind of, this is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of General Zod in Superman Ah, oh, okay. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it seems so forced, so over the yeah. top, because he was trying so hard to achieve this level of gravitas mm-hmm. that would intimidate everybody, but it just does not register. Sure. Mm-hmm. I will say that if it's probably anybody in this movie that's done a good job with the acting, I probably would have to give credit to Migna. Yeah, yeah. She actually does an okay job right. at portraying Chun. She's a competent actress. No, nothing, yeah. no, nothing seems like it's phoned in mm-hmm. or too forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like, and if you were judging it on on a different performance of hers specifically it would probably be, be be average, right? Sure. I mean, she did a way better job per, uh, doing uh, Mulan yeah. in yeah. the live action. Yeah. Yeah. She's recently been in, like, The Mandalorian and stuff, mm-hmm. so she nailed it there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this would kind of be considered average, all things considered. Yeah. Everybody else, except for those two, because those are the two notables that I had mm-hmm. sure. in my uh, uh, on file, um, everybody else is forgettable. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And it's it's uh, John John Clive Van Dam. I mean, that goes without yeah, saying, right. right? I was expecting bad acting yeah. out of him, but you're right. It's kind of phoned yeah. in. Yeah, 
Kylie Minogue is a little forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it just seems like it. There's so many, and this goes with also what they tried to put in from the game. At least from what I could tell from the game, a lot of stuff is shoehorned in, almost like they had a couple. Like it's almost when you have a sheet of paper of like boxes you have to check and then you're like all right all done and you flip it over and there's two more boxes yeah. before you turn. it's like oh shit yep. yeah so then they have to okay uh we have to do that and that how much time mm-hmm. we have left oh uh 10 minutes okay what's our yeah. budget Ooh, okay uh so that's why it also sounds like it sounds like they pr- they finished the adr on some characters like in post-production but then they forgot other characters because there's so many so some characters are delivering lines to where like they may have had some sort of enthusiasm during the whole movie. Like someone like Bell Rock, who he he's putting in a little effort, but then in one part he's like, Tell us where the hostages are. Yeah. And, and it sounds like someone else <laughs> it sounds like someone else voicing his character like yeah. in post production to where it's like, We need this real quick. We don't care the 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 quality. Just say the yeah. line. We have to cut this yeah. and edit it. Well and Ryu as well is like really like kind of lighthearted and playful the whole time. But then towards the end he starts taking himself too seriously. We get whenever and we then he like he lowers his voice yeah. like this. He's like, "I'm going to go help out." You That's know? the thing. Whenever whenever they're trying to deliver some sort of punch, not you know pun, not intended, I guess. But yeah. whenever they're trying to deliver some sort of like, um, some emphasis on like yeah. a one liner or something, they, when they get that tight shot, yeah, it seems like again with the ADR, it seems like he's, he's like he's like this, 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 and then. Like this, when like a tight shot yeah. on it's just it looks really really bad because there's a because every movie's eighty yard and so many movies don't have an issue with making yeah. it look natural but oh, this yeah. movie just had the issue of it just looked so it, it looked it's so put on yeah yeah and I think I mean I, sorry go ahead go ahead Chris no I I was gonna completely interrupt and and say something almost off topic. Um, but the whole Ken and Ryu thing, yeah. I wish they would have found someone else to play Ken. Yeah, yeah. He was, he I mean, bad. you found like the most nerdiest, you know, white guy possible, and you're like, oh, give him, give that guy, you know, Ken, some yeah. someone who is, you know, one of the most notable fighters in Street mm-hmm. Fighter right, history. Right, exactly. You know, let's give him to some random white dude. Well, and it it goes with the. Um, it goes with how we kind of mentioned how they culturally and ethnically missed the mark on a lot of characters. And I think besides Guile, Ken was the biggest one because in the game, Ken yeah. is Japanese American. In the movie, he's American. And the actor, Damien Chapa, is Mexican American. So you've got this whole stew of things like, how do you, how do you get this for this character? And also with, right. with Ken, I would say for me, at least for it's because he's the worst because he's somebody who has because you have people who are bad but don't mm-hmm. have a lot of lines yeah i think ken is supposed to be one of the focal points and he's given a lot of lines so he's because he, he does so little yeah. with the lines he does like i made a few notes on that like he he's really bad he's supposed to be comic relief but his one-liners are terrible um so there's this part there's the part that we've mentioned before at the circus um and when belrog and honda kind of they almost drag Ken and Ryu yeah. into the into into the tent they're in with um with Chun Li to kind of let them know, hey, we're the good guys. We we know that you are guys are good too, but yeah. do you do you wanna like 
kind of giving them laying the land out like we're we're friends of guile and blah we're with yeah, guile yeah. or so i don't know but no she's like you we know you work for guile we're the good guys too whatever blah 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 um and it's this part where it's established what chung lee hates like she wants revenge on bison because bison killed her father but then we have these small little moments to where we see balrog and hond and e honda's um connections to bison e honda says like he was going to be yokozuna because he's a sumo champion yeah. he's going to be yokozuna but then yokozuna but then his um his reputation was tarnished and and shadabadu or shadaloo yeah after um, hogan beat him at wrestlemania yeah, nine exactly yeah. um <laughs> uh, best wrestlemania yeah, ever. exactly yeah uh, he's just palace baby that, that is the street fighter of wrestlemanias yeah um but yeah. uh <laughs> there you go tie it in but balrog comes in saying he was a boxing champion because uh, ryu's like in your balrog you were your boxing champion or ken said that and he's like you know yeah and until like they ruined my reputation too. And then Ken randomly goes, let me guess figure skating. And I was like, that is such a misplaced line. It doesn't flow with anything. They just said, no. you're not referencing, you're not making a joke or being sarcastic about something. He's about, he's, you know, he, you're not going to, it would be better if he said, let me guess, big boy, you were a figure skater that yeah. would work in there. It's yeah. still not he funny. He already told you but, he was a boxer. Yeah. But he's like, yeah. you know, ruined my boxing career. Yeah. I think he was looking at Chun Li when he said it. Though. Oh no, he was because ah. he, he looked at Chun Li. He's like, "Let me guess, figure skating." That makes her, sense. And then she grabbed his throat. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, yeah, that's so right. That, that makes more sense. It's right. It still wasn't well delivered, and he <laughs> and he had a he had, and there was another moment to where Ken and Ryu were able to escape, you know, being thought of in cahoots with the good guys so they they end they end up back at bison's palace where everybody where every every story converges eventually and uh <laughs> and when chun li um e honda and balrog are being ushered away to be put in their own prison cells um ken and ryu uh are told to be like zangief is told to take ken and ryu up to go get their their what would become their their video game uniforms yeah and uh, and ken ken ken's like ken's like they're taking them away those are the good guys and we're the good guys too and i'm like oh my god like, just just look terrible. at the camera and say right guys yeah you and may as well just break the fourth <laughs> wall but then there's yeah. there's another part where sagat is like are you with us or against us and ken's like uh is that multiple choice and i'm like yeah it's, it's it, these yeah. are stupid. Yeah. It, the, yes, he gave you two choices. Of course, it's multiple choice. It'd be funny if he's like, "Are are there any other options?" Yeah, like that's what would made that better. Yeah, here's Sagan's one that a, I had. Oh, yeah, here's one that I had. So I think we're all kind of forgetting about DJ mm, and how yeah. awful oh, yeah. that character he's was. So Jamaican. He's Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> Well, okay, first of all, there's Ooh. that. That is like one of the blatant racist yeah. overtones, you know. It, it, it seems to me that all they could think about with a Jamaican mm -hmm. character was to give him the stereotypical oh, yeah. Jamaican mm -hmm. accent, oh, yeah. kind of make him Rasta, yeah. and and throw in a little bit of Bl Billy Blanks. He to, does to look like Billy Blanks. Apparently, yeah. Well, that's kinda, that was kind of how he his character was oh, based yeah, on yeah. in the first yeah. place. But... 
the, the, the line at the end of the movie where he's saying uh, something of the uh, uh, the nature of uh, going back to the motherland yeah. <laughs> um, and he's taken he's taken off the treasure chest mm-hmm. and then it just explodes and then everywhere and then it's bison. Yes. Yeah. It, I don't I, I, I feel like that line right there, if they were trying to go for comedic effect. Yeah. How in the world yeah. did they try to arrive at the punchline yeah. there? It, it just he may, he may as well have said very yeah, contrived. Yeah. He may as well have said the only joke I the only joke I work for is joke chicken man. You know he may have well he may as well have said that. So don't trash the bison bucks; they're worth five euros. That's true. Five, did, yeah, but we're Americans. Did, did Street Fighter do a uh, promotion <laughs> with Taco Bell? Because because uh, you could why? say the, it's. The, well, oh, because border bucks. Well, okay. no, well, yeah, I guess you could replace border bucks with bison bucks just for like a few months, maybe. Uh, right. That movie it's was as good everywhere. as money. Yeah. I, and, and I think that's why it did so well in the box office because the internet wasn't around to just. Oh yeah. Shit, talk this movie yeah. to oblivion. No one and no one read um, the newspaper. But, Kids didn't read the newspaper, so they weren't reading reviews. No. Yeah. No, but. The movie was everywhere. Like it was promoted. Mm-hmm. It was on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the biggest game consoles of all time released the movie The Game yeah. for it. Um, like it was everywhere and everyone was like, Oh, hey, we're gonna go see Street Fighter. The games are so good, the movie's gotta be good. Right. And then there's no refunds. Yeah, I thought true. I thought the the movie was so because there's so many characters, there's so many subplots we're having to deal with. When you orig- when you eventually get mm-hmm. to Guile's rally the troops speech, when they're gonna go storm Shabadoo and go save the hostages, like it's I mean it's obviously it's the famous rally the troops speech, and it's so Jean Claude Van Damme's I'm going to kick his I'm going to kick Bison's ass so hard. That the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But at this point in the movie, I'm like, I don't care enough about Guile to, like, really get behind any of this. And the theme, is, like, last week, all this stuff was unearned that we were supposed to feel about the main character. It's unearned at this point. We still have, like, 40 minutes of movie left. Like, we're not getting – this isn't – it's yeah. not like the final confrontations where it's like – I'm, it's not like Aragorn when they're about to, you know, in Return of the King. Like this, we haven't even gotten to where we're fighting yet, and so it it just it feels like it's very it's very soon. It's very very soon. Yeah, and one thing I and I'm sure you guys picked up on this because this was uh, one of the more overtly questionable lines in the movie. So Belrog and E Honda are in their own prison cell and oh, yeah. he, and e Honda is getting whipped which is actually uh, kind of funny. Yeah, he's not it, responding to yeah. it at all. Um yeah. because he he tells um he tells Balrog that like, you know, he's like I'm sumo brother, like I uh you Gotta know, separate I, the mind from yeah, the body. separate the mind from the body. And each time he gets whipped there's this uh Hawaiian musical sting that plays. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> after the guy who's whipping Ihandu he punches Honda. Yeah. Uh, punches Balrog in the face because Balrog was mouthing off to him. So he leaves, I guess, to go get like a cat of nine tails or something. I don't know. Something, <laughs> something that'll be a little more effective. Yeah. Um, Balrog's pulling on his chains, and he's like, "Ihanda, give me, give me a hand." And he's like, "We've only been here two hours, brother. Give it uh, maybe next month." Yeah. And I was like, "Holy <laughs> hand job joke! Holy yeah. shit!" 
Yeah. Like, it, well, E Honda sounds like he'll be okay with it too. Yeah. He's like, separate the mind from separate the mind from the body. That's where yeah. the PG thirteen came from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's funny because later on, when Guile, Cami, and T Hawk, they're in their stealth mode and they're approaching. Which I don't know how stealthy you can be when you when your name is on your your, <laughs> yeah. your cruise your cruise boat. Yeah. Um, but they're in kind of their cruise boat after Guile randomly watches a video, a home movie of him harassing a woman. Yeah, exactly. She's visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, we won't give any context to why he's watching it. We'll just say a video of him harassing a woman. Um, pretty much, I'm pretty sure it was on-set, real on-set footage of Jean-Claude Van Damme harassing an unsuspecting woman. Yeah. Just by the look on her face. Can we Can we, Can we? we go into the uh, line that's cringeworthy yes. for me? Yes. Okay, speaking of... Jean-Claude Van Damme and <laughs> While we're on the Guile. subject, yes. What about while what about the end of the movie? One of the last lines. He's a charmer. That is He's utter. a charmer, man. He is such what a is, charmer. What was the line? You know <laughs> So Chun Li approaches him about doing that exclusive interview. Yeah. And then in I'm only thinking probably typical J- JVD uh, yeah. form, looks her up and down, pauses and then says, "Only if you're wearing that dress." Uh, oh man! And then uh, she looks. Then she looks like she's okay with it. Yeah. <sighs> Q sexual harassment panda. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a quid pro quo sexual harassment exactly. violation that would probably not be acceptable in today's society. Hello, everyone. For the remainder of the show, the audio is going to be a little different, so there's no need to adjust the player on the device you're listening to this episode on, because there's nothing wrong with it. Unless there is something wrong with it, and if that's the case, that's not our fault. Anyway, please enjoy the rest of Street Fighter. Your ass is mine. And uh, I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm sure Honda is, uh, since Honda's in the mood, I'm sure he's already taken Bison's ass. So yeah, yeah. so you know, and, anyway. and and doesn't Bison want to kidnap the Queen of England to do God knows what to her? Yeah, he throws that in there somewhere. Yeah. And um, also the yeah. Queen of England. Yeah. Because uh, why not? Yeah, because why not? It, it, we were mentioning before how there's like no fighting in this movie, and it's all thanks to your two stars because they spent so much money uh, and time getting John Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia that the martial arts training was cut. Mm-hmm. And so that's why there's not a lot of fighting in a movie called Street Fighter that's based on a fighting video game. And then, and also, I think we saw something to where one of the actors was arrested for bringing steroids into the country. And so my guess is it was probably Dalsum probably <laughs> bought, brought the steroids in. <laughs> These don't work. Yeah. Uh, he's very thin. Also, yeah. I, I think a lot of the budget probably went to the massage parlors everybody frequented oh, in oh, Thailand. Yes. Yeah, that's where true. they shot the movie. Yeah. Of course, why not? You know, yeah. When in Rome. When yeah, in Rome. Exactly. Um, and then it's funny, kind of the character switch, like because Ken and Ryu are fine with being heroes, and so many times Guile tries to play to their good nature, mm-hmm. um, and then like when by Bi- eventually Bison's palace starts falling, and everybody's trying to escape, um, and Ken all of a sudden has a change of heart and. Like, he's like, Rio, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go help get the hostages. He's like, no, man, we got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm like, what? Wouldn't, wouldn't Ken be like one of the people who would go with him to go get the hostages instead of like try and pillage whatever he can and then leave and without like 
without trying to help anybody. It's inexplicable. I don't know why yeah. they do the things they do in this movie. Then he, he sees like Ken about to be attacked by Sagat and uh, I almost said Vegeta. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Uh, Sagat's uh, oh Vega Vega and Vega. he's like, he's look he's looking at the he's in a he's looking at a TV monitor in Bison's like um Bison's office or whatever. And he's like hey Rio Rio look out man Rio get out of there. Is that the like, cameraman it's like, yelling at us? Very convincing. <laughs> yeah. <you can>. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, do it. Come on. <laughs> like, uh, are you are how how are you using this? Are you get are we gonna get a shot of Ryu? Yeah. Well, anything else you guys want to uh, lament about this movie? In the short fighting scene mm -hmm. at the end of the movie, um, Balrog was doing his thing, and then all of a sudden. He had boxing gloves on, like he does yeah. in the game. I'll yeah, give him yeah. that. Where the hell did they come from? He yeah. didn't have them. Then he had them. Maybe that he had was them so stupid. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they're in his pocket. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those are like some Jinko jeans pockets right there. Hang on, let me get my boxing gloves real quick. Yeah, exactly. um, Hold on. And then the other pocket. And then the the uh, the laboratory, as Bison kept. Uh, yeah. alluding to every time um, he when said they, the laboratory i thought of dexter's lab Get that they, i did too yeah i did too but there was like a random shot of a zebra fish and i even put that on here i'm like what the fuck is up with the zebra fish <laughs> like they're just like oh hey let's put this fish in the laboratory like okay maybe they use the the quote-unquote venom from that to yeah. to give to blanca but then if they did that then what the hell was the big bags of mutagen and everything else like that. Yeah. It, it honestly looked like True. great big bags of like unsolidified jello mix. Yeah. Like yeah, the watermelon and the lime mix. It, I was yeah. It's like, man, if they would have saved just some of the money that they gave Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> it, exactly. They could have done a lot better of a movie. It, yeah. You know, the pieces are there, sort of. Yeah. They just Mm, yeah. Yeah. We weren't paying for Van Damme's Coke habit. <laughs> and the Versace. But, that's what, you, yeah, but exactly. that's what you got. You got cocaine and handies from E yeah, Honda. Exactly. From, from E Honda. Honda. Not just E Honda took a shift at the massage parlor. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, as far as notes and stuff like that, I think uh I think that does it for me. Cool. Yeah, Joe, you said near the end you had a few more things that you were going to plug in there regarding some stuff that happens at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the big thing was obviously that whole uh, oh, yeah. sexual harassment. Oh, yeah. I do actually have um, something that I found here last minute. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia article of mm -hmm. Street Fighter in the movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't bother to see this because. I was trying to see uh, who the cast of characters was right. um, as I was going along. There's towards the very bottom in this Wikipedia article, canceled sequel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It says, by 2003, plans were being made for a sequel, Street Fighter II. Mm -hmm. Rumored cast members included Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren. So we would yeah. have had another suck test. Yeah movie with Wongren and Van Damme in it. Exactly. Dolph would have played uh, Akuma, probably. And Holly, <laughs> and Holly Valance. And it says 
in summary, the project never materialized. <laughs> oh darn! Oh man, we were we were robbed. Do you think we would have gotten uh, we wouldn't have gotten uh, Rise of Chun Li if we would have gotten the second Street Fighter Ooh. movie? Let's talk about whitewashing. <laughs> it's widely panned as one of the most worst movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. Or is it the Legend of Chun Li? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It's I, one of those. At yeah. this point, it doesn't matter. Um, Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say you had mentioned uh, looking stuff up for this episode. I did a little bit more digging than everyone else. I did, in fact, play Street Fighter the movie, the game oh, for PlayStation. Really? Nice. I did. The movie or the game graphically is a lot like Mortal Kombat, where they tried to use the the real body scans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. However, it lacked any of the decent gameplay uh, or the graphics. Since it was on PlayStation, all all the FMV, the the full motion video on it was just severely compressed, and it did not it didn't age well. But it was a crap game to begin with. Like a lot of the older games, you can you could play and you're like, oh, it, it didn't age well, but it's still really good. Yeah. This was not one of them. This yeah. is a direct extension of the movie. The game sucked. The movie sucked. Please Cash don't crap. play it. I played it. I played it for you, and Dang. it was it was yeah. hot mess. It was just a hot mess. Well, that's a nice surprise. Not gonna say I didn't too. expect that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I, um, but yeah, it's. Um, this, this movie has a lot going on because like kind of like we said at the beginning, it is oversaturated with characters, not even spread throughout. It's oversaturated right from the jump. Um, and you're expected to follow everything going on. And it's all mixed in with a, a lackluster plot. I mean, it's a pretty generic plot, yeah. um, but your lackluster acting wooden performances, terrible ADR, not great special effects, um, not up to par or up to snuff representations of well-beloved characters. Uh-huh. And it's just it, everything that it could do wrong that like something like Double Dragons or Super Mario Brothers did, they, they did just maybe with a, not even with a bigger budget, but yeah. it, it, made a, it made a profit. Because yeah. the Capcom really wanted to push for a December release, so you maybe you got that Christmas crowd or the non-Christmas yeah. crowd, or you know, but it definitely felt like a rushed movie. And under different circumstances, maybe it could have been better. We know now that they can make passable video game movies. Uh-huh. I think Mortal Kombat helped prove that the next year. Yeah. Um, but all in all, the movie itself is just everything we just were talking about. It's it's not good. Some for some people it's it's a like a fun bad for some people it's a a a lousy bad yeah um but where we sit on it now I think it just kind of is what it is so per per the usual of this show can you guys pull out I know probably maybe a couple things you kind of interwoven during the course of the episode stuff you found good but Joe we'll start with you what was good about this movie well I think I uh, highlighted on one of the endearing traits of it, yeah. which were those Easter eggs. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not a gamer or anything like that, but to see the arcade game and to see the Capcom logo on the barrels and everything like that, that was yeah. a nice touch. It, I, I will say that. Um, second of all, um, 
I have to say that at least for some of the characters, they try to at least write some kind of a background story with them. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the fact that Chun Li was not just portrayed as what she is in the video games, but they actually yeah. gave her a role of a journalist. Which yeah. that I can give props to that. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of the other characters, you know, you know, you don't know exactly what they they just come along for the ride, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I probably would say about it is um, the some of the nuances of the characters, like the fact that M. Bison levitates, right? Yeah, yeah. That 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 was that was definitely a good touch. But for every single one of those touches, you've got you know where do the boxing gloves come from for Balrog mm-hmm. or I have to go back to this over and over and over again. Hadoken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, that is yeah. the signature of Street Fighter to me. Mm-hmm. That's what introduced me to Street Fighter, just hearing Hadoken with the fireball. Yeah. Exactly. Missed opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So felt like I was playing the game. That was a good that was a good Hadoken joke. Pretty good. Yeah. Um I could have threw my voice a little bit more, but I'm kind of bad rolling yeah. some allergies here. So it's like you do a Mortal Kombat movie and Scorpion doesn't say, get over here, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. So I don't really have a lot of yeah. uh, positive things to say. Uh, That's uh, fair. Honestly. That's all right. Yeah. Chris? Jokingly, I want to say turning the movie off. Oh, gotcha. That's, all right. That's fair. You and you don't have to have anything good about yeah, it. Sometimes it's harder no, to yeah. find something good. Yeah, I, I actually do, and I and I am going to piggyback on what Joe said because when you asked him, I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if I can figure anything out. Uh, yeah. But but those Easter eggs were kind of fun, you know. Some of the some of the moves from the game were omitted, like the Hadoken, uh, which looked more like a onset camera flash than anything. Yeah. Um, but just seeing some of the moves from the game portrayed, like the the tiger uppercut, um, you know, things like that. It was kind of cool to see some aspects of the game bleed through into the movie. Uh, there just wasn't enough of it for me. So sure. um, definitely the Easter eggs, seeing some of those characters that I, you know, played hundreds of matches with against friends and, and random people in the arcade. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of cool to see when it was represented right, Zangief, Vega, stuff like that. Yeah. Um but I think the the cons of everything that we had talked about, especially with um, the racial profiling and stereotypical stuff like that, it just kind of outweighs it for me. Um, yeah. So that that's really where I stand as far as the good of the movie. Yeah, I think for me, you guys, I'm. It's so funny. We we've been talking about Raul Julia's performance. I actually love his performance. It, it is exactly what I want in an over-the-top, hammy, dictator-type villain. And I love it because, by all accounts, Raul Julia was just such a joy to be on set. He's He was dying of stomach cancer while filming this movie. And they, I mean, he had his family on set. He did all of his own stunts. He just, he... He he was all in. The the one person who would have been justified in throwing it and just phoning it in 
and he was and he just completely committed himself mm -hmm. and it was like this final love letter to his sons because they loved the game yeah. and he did it for them yeah so while yeah it, it, it could have been better and then definitely the movie's not mm -hmm. great actually i really love his performance and also the big hoss fight between Zangief and E Honda. The one that the one was, that like went on for like 15 minutes. Yeah, that was actually I was like, okay, this is pretty fun. And I actually like one of the character changes. E Honda in the game is Japanese. And then and then this, he's Samoan American. I actually kind of like that change. I think I think it kind of works. Um, but other than that, yeah, everything else, like I could never watch this movie again and be just fine. Yeah. I know, uh, yeah, I know Raul Julia's performance. Between the four of us that we've seen, it's kind of polarizing. Um, I too enjoyed it, but I think the the enjoyment I get get out of that the most is, like Matt said, even when he was dying and sickly and, yeah. and could have like phoned an end, um, he wanted to do this for his kids, yeah. and that's at the end of the day, that's what that's he knew he he didn't have a lot of time left on this earth, and if anything, the the final rule he did was for the benefit of, of his kids mm -hmm. was so his, his sons could enjoy it. Yeah. And, and at the end of the movie, it says, um, Viacundios. it says for Raul Viacundios, Viacundios yeah. at the very end. So that I think is a little bit of a glimmer on not a great movie. Yeah. Well, now I feel like an asshole. Thanks so no, much. I knew, no, I knew, no, no. I knew when I was going to say that, and I'm like, it's, I don't want to make them feel bad. No, not at all. That was no. no. Um, but that's a that's kind of a bow on it. Uh, before guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank so, you so much, much for much. being on with us again, Joe and Chris, host from the Point podcast, which specializes in St. Louis Blues hockey. If you guys want to plug that real quick, go ahead, Joe. With From the Point, you can find us on all social medias mm -hmm. and, of course, on all podcasting outlets at From the Point PC. That's podcast. Um, so, yes, From the Point PC. And we are actually going to be recording episode 11 all very right. shortly. Nice. Cool. I like it. Cool. I'm excited to do it. So, but thank yeah. you guys so much for having us on, yeah, um, you know, take, take the plugs away. I, I don't even care if I don't even care about the plugs. I'm just so happy. Every time I get to talk with you guys, I wish I can do it more. Dang. Yeah, Same, man. Guys. Yeah, man. Like we, Same. It, it's, it's great. I love, we've, we've been able to connect through our podcast together and we, we contact one another, you know, every so often about stuff. It's, it's great to keep in touch and it's also, it's, it's great to have you guys on. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thank you both for making time uh, for being on and just thank you for your efforts and uh, thank you for taking, taking a bullet for us. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Yes. Um, but again, it's a 50 thank you guys. caliber right there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but thank you guys so much. We greatly, greatly appreciate your time. We greatly appreciate your encouragement and back and um, in your support. Mm -hmm. uh, always, always for you guys are always excellent. Yeah. at just giving scrape feedback. So mm -hmm. thank you guys so much. Yep. And Perfect. until the next time, the house lights are up, the film's off the reel. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you next time. Bye.